No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. We're joined by one of our favorite and most frequent guests, he is the author of Full Dissidence, Notes from an Uneven Playing Field. He is an ESPN senior writer, our old friend Howard Bryant. Howard, thank you for joining us. Good morning, Jeremy. How are you doing? Good. Uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting, if that's the right word, couple of weeks, obviously, at the intersection of sports and society. And as we sit here speaking, it's Wednesday morning. Um, uh, what is it? October 16th, something like that. Uh, LeBron James is very much in the news, of course, for the way he called out Daryl Morey, the Houston Rockets general manager, criticized Morey, uh, for the tweet that Morey sent that sparked the firestorm about Hong Kong in China, uh, nearly two weeks ago. And there's been a backlash against LeBron. Um, you know, LeBron is, uh, uh, someone in the last few years, of course, who has been, uh, a champion of social justice issues here in the United States. This week, he's getting criticized um, from a lot of different quarters about his response. What did you make of it, Howard? Well, I think first it was just worth compartmentalizing a few different things. First of all, I think the run's wrong on this. I completely am disappointed with his response for a couple of reasons, but not completely. But ultimately, I think he's wrong. But I think you have to compartmentalize three things. I think the first thing is you have to sort of recognize that I think LeBron is right in the regard that he and the players rightfully understood that Daryl Morey's tweets were going to have an avalanche that was going to create an avalanche that was going to fall on them. And the responsibility suddenly, because we know that the players, are the, they are the front of the league. They are the face of the league. No one's going to be tracking down you know, Tillman for Titter, no one's going to be tracking down Joe, Joe Sy or Dalmore to ask them about this. They're going to come to the players. They're the most visible ones. They're going to go to Steph Curry and they're going to go to LeBron James and they're going to ask the players what they think of this. So I understood that the LeBron certainly wanted a, a response from Adam Silver. And I don't think that was inappropriate at all. I think that was actually wise. I think that was very smart of him to say, listen, when these things happen, regardless of how they happen, we're the ones who are going to take the fall on this or we're going to be the ones asking questions for something that we didn't create. I, I actually had no issue with that at all. The second thing that had to be that had to be understood in this is that my feeling as to one of the reasons why LeBron and the players were receiving so much backlash is what I just consider to be a very anti-player, anti-black response in linking the players fighting for social justice here with them not fighting for social justice in Hong Kong. I mean, what is the reason for that link? Considering that so many companies do business in China, so many leagues are involved in China, in China and that they have relationships. You've got the ATP and the WTA. They're both over in China right now doing the almost the entire Asian swing is, is a large part of it is in China. The women's 
year-end championships with Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams and Simona Halep and all those great players and Ashley Barty, they're all going to be over in China for their year-end championships. So the fact that you automatically are going to link, well, hey, you know, if you guys fought for in, in Ferguson or if you fought Eric, for Eric Garner, how come you're not fighting for Hong Kong is nonsense because there are so many different fights around the world that, that, that nobody gets involved in. And to, to link the players to every global issue around the world struck me as, as punitive. It struck me as penalizing these players for having the nerve to stand up for themselves in America. And especially when they weren't even largely supported for standing up for themselves here. So now you're going to throw them into a, a geopolitical situation that is not necessarily something that they may be well-versed in. Uh, I thought that was unfair to the players. But the third thing that I think also needed to be understood in this was at the end of the day, I think that you are dealing with the human rights issue. And at the very least, you had to acknowledge that. And that's what bothered me about LeBron is that at the end of the day, whether it was his original comments, whether it was his follow-up comments, or whether it was the follow-up to the follow-up, he never really acknowledged that people are getting killed over there. And he never really acknowledged the fact that no matter how much this inconvenienced him or took money out of his pocket or made the league look bad or put the players in a bad spot, at the end of the day, you do also have to acknowledge something really, really awful is happening over there, and there's a human element to that. Is it not his fight? Easily he could have said that, and that's fine. Is it something that's over his head? Absolutely. Did it bother him because they're losing money? Sure, all of those things are true. But you also, if you're going to be a champion of these things, you do have to think beyond yourself. Because I think that the the real ammo that he gave a lot of people, not that anybody needs any more ammo, is that's the same argument that a lot of white people use in the United States when you're thinking about being an ally to some of the issues that are taking place that aren't necessarily in your immediate sphere. Hey, it's not my problem. You know, it's interesting here because, as you put it, Howard, you know, there there are things where you wonder, well, well why didn't LeBron um, express in some way, um, you know, his, his reservations at, at a very minimum about what's going on in Hong Kong? Um, and, and he talked about business. And he talked about being a businessman and how this, um, you know, he said Daryl Morey didn't consider the ramifications of sending this tweet. And he seemed to apologize for it. Now, we've seen LeBron James in a very different way criticized nearly a decade ago when the, uh, uh, you know, he had the press conference to announce that he was taking his talents to South Beach and he left Cleveland uh, high and dry. And, and, and that was something, a cloud that kind of hung over him for a period of years, you could say, even as he was winning championships in Miami until he decided to return to Cleveland. In the context of the legacy of one of the most famous athletes of our time, arguably the most famous, uh what, what will be the long-term effect of what happened this week for LeBron James's legacy? Well, I don't know what the long-term effect is going to be. Hope, hopefully what the long-term effect is going to be is clarity. I think that one of the things that we need to do when we're thinking about complicated subjects is to think critically about those complicated subjects. I think that my one of my initial thoughts of all of this is that Look, LeBron James is a businessman. It's one of the questions that I was making in my last book in The Heritage. At the end of that book, I asked the question, these players 
are multi-billion dollar components to a global economy now. Can they even be expected to be at the forefront of social justice? How can you, how do you become, how do you protest what you've become? These are the real issues that are going to take place. Can, can you be the protester and the power at the same time? And these, these tensions never go away when you're talking about ownership versus management in a capitalistic society. So I think that what I would like to see from this is clarity. We don't need LeBron James to save the world at every, every turn. We don't need celebrity necessarily to always have an opinion on things. I think LeBron James, you know, as much as he accused Daryl Morey of being misinformed on this, I think he also overspoke. There was no reason for him to take this as far as he did, because I'm sure he's not as deeply uh, invested or interested in the geopolitics of Hong Kong and China and doesn't even know. He doesn't know how much Daryl Morey knows. So I bet you he's as uneducated on this as he accused other people to be. And that's okay. That's okay. We all don't know everything about everything. So in terms of legacy, what I think should happen from this is we should take a little bit more time to think about why we need these athletes to be so much. I think it's important for them to care about things. I think it's important for them to be citizens. But I don't take my political cues from LeBron James, and I don't think most people in society should either. There are more, there are more informative sources out there to learn from. And I, and I think that it's important for everyone when you're trying to learn about a given subject that uh, we're looking at the place of the source in the subject. And LeBron is, is one of those players, and we're going to see this as time goes on, as these players become more than athletes as to use LeBron's, to use LeBron's coinage, that they also want to be the power. They want to be the billionaires. They want to be the owners. They want to be the controllers. Let's not forget that LeBron James also, in addition to you know, being the basketball player and the icon and the social justice person and all of the things that he is. He also controls media companies as well. So he's controlling voice. He's controlling information. So that being the case, I think we should just always be a little bit more skeptical of everything that we're, that we're being uh, bombarded with. You know, as you suggest, Howard, the, the issue is complicated. But if you are the face of the league and you are its most famous player, you're the most famous basketball player on the planet – and uh, you are profiting from um, working in China the way that LeBron James is, is there an obligation to know what's going on? Yes, there absolutely is. And I think LeBron does know what's going on. And I think when you listen to his, his comments yesterday and you read Dave McMenamin's story as well, I think it was very, very clear that LeBron is very upset with Dal Morey for messing with everybody's money. And that if a player had done that, the repercussions would be severe. And that Daryl Morey has been allowed to hide. And I think that LeBron, what I took from what LeBron was saying was when he said, look, not everything is everybody's problem. What he was saying was, you know, good luck to the people of Hong Kong. That's not my issue. My issue is what happens back home. So he he wasn't taking that that responsibility. But that didn't mean he he wasn't he was informed as much as he wanted to be on that issue. And I think the area where he wanted to be informed was okay, what's our bottom line here? What's our reason for being here? And we lost a lot of money here because of one guy. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think that LeBron was as ignorant of 
the parameters of what's happening in China. I think he is, is very much aware of what's happening in China on his side of what's happening in China, his personal interest in China. I think the other side of it, I'm not sure how much he knows or cares. Because at the very least, if he did have an interest in that, he would have acknowledged that he had an interest in it. Instead, what he said was, and you listen to the, the behind-the-scenes part of it, what he was saying was, one, publicly, you know, my issues are in my communities that we don't talk about. And then privately, he was saying, hey, why are we the ones taking the fall for this issue? He did not express, hey, what are we going to do for the people in, in, in Hong Kong who are in the middle of essentially... Um, an extradition and separatist movement. Howard Bryant is a senior writer for ESPN. His new book, which you can pre-order now, is Full Dissidence, Notes from an Uneven Playing Field. Uh, Howard, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on this uh, interesting week at the intersection of sports and society. A very revealing one. Thank you, Jeremy. I'm Jeremy Schapp. And you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.